Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer makes love like a roller coaster. Yeah, baby. Slow at first going up, <laughs> yeah. then wave fast going down. <laughs> well, now, turns, <laughs> and it's all over. <laughs> the Kimmer Show on News Radio 1067. <laughs> Look out. Yeah! 12.05. Wipe that smile off your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the camera on News Radio 1067. How are you doing? Nice to have you with us. It's Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes, it's your show. Here's the number 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. Right till 3 o'clock. <laughs> we got your topics, we got your issues. Including the latest from our Animal Beat, a couple of uh, interesting animal stories today. Also, I'm going to settle this business of the color of that stupid dress. Holy criminy. My God, man. I mean, gee, whoa, wow. <laughs> hey, we'll come it up. Also, uh, birthdays include Joanne Woodward, who once said to her husband, Paul Newman, Saturday! No, that's not what she said. Damn it, I just get so trapped by that same thing. Uh, we got to, we'll talk about it. Also, uh, the criminal problem for the IRS. The teeny Chinese circus girl is missing. If found, she should be delivered here in care of the Kimmer to News Radio 107. Oh, <laughs> She's 5'3", 100 pounds, and cute. The Chinese circus performer. Isn't that some kind of a fantasy? <laughs> yeah. Also, the Alpharetta blogger meat cleavered by Muslims in Bangladesh. Medal of Honor for Chris Kyle? That's the question. Goat in the oven, another whole story. And Cornell University trying to figure out what to do with a zombie apocalypse. Also, the maybe, maybe never a big bang for the universe? The latest on Scarlett and Travolta, who once told her, Saturday! <laughs> All right, I got It's only me, it's only the camera. News Radio 1067. 844 1067 with us right now. i uh, tell you what we'll do. I've got two tickets for Georgia Tech men's basketball in North Carolina next Tuesday. And by the way, you know March begins Sunday. It's already going to be March on Sunday. Is that? And I thought this was leap year for the longest time, and it's not. It's 28 days, which is tomorrow. Today's 27th. So March 1st is Sunday already. My goodness. Now, we haven't been trapped yet. We didn't get trapped for an ice storm this year. We had got trapped twice last year. And so far, we've uh, dodged the bullet, which is great. All right. Uh, Georgia Tech ki- uh, tickets. We'll give them away right now. 844-404-1067. Who wants them? You don't have to do anything. You just If you want them, you can have them. Georgia Tech and uh, North Carolina Tuesday at McCamish Pavilion. All right, here we go. 1208 844 1067 All right, we've got a lot of things, so many things going on here in the Old Kimmer program, including Newsmaker Lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. Also, and let me do I'm going to talk about this dress and the llama thing in the videos and talk about why millennials in particular 
can be easily distracted more so than the rest of us, and it's because of the same thing that's to blame now for ISIS control and uh, uh, and spreading of their influence, and the same reason that uh, there's no more privacy anymore, social media. Social media. This whole this didn't used to ever be an issue. Anyway, well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first... Uh, we'll talk about the animal stories. The llamas. I mean, who didn't want to watch the llamas on the loose being chased by the guys in Sun City, Arizona? Sun City is a retirement community. Sun City is outside of Phoenix, and it's a retirement community where they have, you know, golf carts. It's the old folks, and they have, there, there are more. Um, by the way, open up the lines there so we get this. Uh, I mean, unless he's got the tickets he's going. Already, I think he's already, he already did. Okay, goody. Uh, so, um, anyway, it's all old retired people, and they get when they get to be that age, and they got nothing else going on except, you know, shuffleboard and golf and uh, a little tennis <laughs> and, you know, having uh, pina coladas under the uh, shade by the pool or something. They get a little randy. And I'm telling you, and my, uh, my, in fact, my, uh, my condo where I retired to, I still own down, I, well, it's underwater, I can't sell it, <laughs> but it's at PGA National, the, the gated golf community in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, which is where they're having this week's tournament, the golf tournament. And I've played that course many times. It's one of the hardest courses in the world, I'm telling you this. But anyway, uh, but down there in Florida, in that same area, in the Palm Beach area, I'm telling you what, there are more instances of, of social diseases popping up among people over 70. Because they're they're past their prime for having babies, so they're not going to get pregnant. So nobody uses any protection. I mean, who wants to at seventy five years old? You know, so they they all hook up. All I mean, it's unbelievable. And so, and they said, oh, really? <laughs> you know, the examples of of these social issue medical problems are all are rampant because nobody who cares. What do you get? You know, you get uh, syphilis when you're eighty two. So. <laughs> you know, you've got 10 years, so you die at 92 instead of 93 with syphilis. What's the difference? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying it's, it gets real kinky. Okay, anyway, that's in Sun City. That's where the llamas were on the loose. Also, this is a true story. I'm not making this up. A farmer, did we ever decide where this was? Ohio someplace. Dayton, Ohio, I think, right? Did we decide so? Uh, it's actually the little town of West Milton. A farmer named Dennis Alba discovered a newborn baby goat. I suppose that's redundant, newborn baby goat. A newborn goat, a baby, nearly frozen to death because the mother rejected it after a rough delivery. And the mother refused to take care of the goat, which was outside you know, yesterday morning, freezing like crazy. And the, and the farmer stumbled upon the baby, the, the newborn goat, and uh, saw him struggling, trying to breathe. So he brought him inside and put the goat in the oven and turned the oven on to 170 degrees. With the door open and the baby goat in the oven on 170 degrees, and he saw the goat coming back to life. Signs of progress. He was breathing better. The farmer said, I could see his heartbeat getting stronger. He was fighting for his life now. Three hours he tried to save the buckling. The little baby goat's called a buckling. Did you know that? Nope. I did not know that. The baby goat is a buckling. Three hours tried to save the buckling. He was able to feed him. The goat was able to sit up and eventually stood up after three hours in the oven and the, boy, the uh, farmer's six-month-old puppy took fondly to the little goat and stayed by his side, even licking the baby goat while it was trying to struggle to survive. The puppy stayed right there the whole time, uh, cuddling him and licking the goat. The progress continued through the day, and then last night it got a bit worse. They went to the vet, and there was nothing they could do, and the goat passed away. The coldness and exposure over the time was just too much. He says, like all farmers, we care so much for our animals. In the end, though, it didn't work. I wish we had a happier ending to the story. But he tried for three hours, and the little puppy helped him out in an oven to get that goat back to life. 
Anyway, another Kimmer animal story to start your day. <laughs> now I'm the sleazebag who owns the new New York Mets. The Mets? Those bums are worse than me. Close to it. Don't talk to me about those Mets. Kimmer now. We'll find out here. Traffic on, your ride home on News Radio. I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> this is Larry Munson. Larry. And this portion of the Kimmer <laughs> Show is brought to you yeah. by the University of Georgia. Right, I had six of their football players as pallbearers. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so they could let me down one last time. <laughs> and now here's your host, a man I never liked. He never liked. Kim Peterson. Just never liked the Kimmer. <laughs> you ever heard this tune? Well, you're, neither do I remember this one. I thought this was a different one, but it was on this day. Ludwig van Beethoven. Symphony number no. 8 in F major. Was performed in Vienna in 1814. The livestock to be raised and slaughtered. Also on this day, there's a little class in the program. I like that. Let's listen for a moment, just for a moment. I'm just skipping over the. Oh, sorry. Put another quarter on the turntable stylus. <laughs> you never. You don't even know what a stylus is, do you? Because I'm like, he's never heard the word stylus. A stylus. Do you know what? It, or style. <laughs> Somebody does your hair, right? Yeah. There you go. A stylus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Look out! It's one of the Kimmer eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Ralph Nader, the famous consumer advocate, who once uh, was set up by was it Ford or GM tried to get a hooker to go to his house. Remember that it was either it was either Ford or GM. Somebody said it must have been GM because they had the they had the Chevy uh, Burn Mobile that I actually owned once when I was in the Marines for a short while. The Corvair. I had a Corvair Spider Monza Spider convertible, and I had it for about six months. It was a piece of crap. It had it was running on one cylinder. The guy cheated me. I got screwed. So anyway, but I, it was really cool looking. But that was a car that Ralph Nader said was uh, was a it was a kill machine. It was a coffin on wheels. And, and, and Ralph Nader was a real thorn in the side to especially automobile dealers. But more than that, he was the consumer advocate for decades in this country. He's still alive. He's 81. But it was the, I think it must have been GM, or I forgot who it was now, who set him up. They sent a hooker to his room, knocking on the door, and he wouldn't let her in. It was, thank goodness, because it was a setup trap that she was, she was going to tape record it or something, or they had cameras somewhere. It was a setup to try to, to embarrass him out of uh, public life. And he got, and they got caught. Whoever it was got caught, and he got away with it. Anyway, Ralph Nader's eighty-one. What's that? Oh, good. Okay, hold on a second. We, I'm going to give away your um, uh, your Kid Rock tickets at one thirty. Uh, stay tuned. We'll tell you how to do that. Also, a bunch of things. Oh, wait a minute. We got Newsmaker Lines. We also have to do something else. If you don't mind, every Friday it's Letter of Friday that goes, as you know. But we also have to do something I like to do every single Friday, and that's check that weekend weather forecast for you. <laughs> What's it doing, baby? Oh, look out! It's definitely raining men, my friends, and that means only one thing. Hide the women and children, for it's time now to bring you Men's on Ball with the glorious Leslie Dove. Hello. <laughs> Leslie, how's it going? Hello, Kim, alive from Men's International, <laughs> where a sandwich is just a sandwich, but a manwich is more like a meal. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Leslie. Another assertion of his new sponsor. <laughs> new sponsor. <laughs> well, everybody out there, on the, be sure to mark March the 6th on your calendar, Kimmer. March 6th? All right, sir. What, what's yeah, it's Kimmer's last day on the air, of course. <laughs> and it's also, Friday. <laughs> it's also the day where the Hawks will unveil a statue of Dominique Wilkins Dominique. at Phillips Arena. Wow, that's great. 
And you can bet I'll be on hand for the erection of, of the statue to make sure they <laughs> get it up there on the stand where everybody can see the good, you know? Thank you. Well, turning the NFL, a judge yes. ruled in favor of Minnesota Viking running back Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, which means now that Adrian won't have to whip himself into shape. <laughs> Hello. Young child, yes. <laughs> I used the Herman Cain pronunciation, Churin. <laughs> Churins. All my Despite Churins. the judge's ruling, though, Kim, I'm yep. not sure that Adrian Peterson has really changed his ways that much. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, how often does a tooth fairy find a whole set of teeth under the pillow? <laughs> In other NFL news, Reggie Brush was cut by the Detroit Lions, yeah, yeah. and now Reggie will have to decide whether he wants to remain in professional football or sign with the Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons cut running back Steve Jackson, yeah, who had right. over 11,000 career yards and yeah. 68 touchdowns. In yeah, short, yeah. Way too much success to ever be associated with an Atlanta <laughs> NFL franchise. That's kind of like radio where a successful track record gets you blacklisted, man. You know, you're making the rest of us look bad over here. No, that's all right, sir. Chachi. Well, the Sprint Cup, the Sprint Cup series is Atlanta Motor Speed Race, yeah. which will feature a tribute to Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon Ooh, tribute. I, yeah, the first 500 Jeff Gordon fans will receive a complimentary fanny pack. <laughs> You know, something to put their... Take with them after the race. Stuff in, you know. <laughs> you know, Jeff Gordon, Kim, is still stinging from his weekend in Daytona. Oh, stinging from his weekend? Really? Yeah, he's over the race. It's just some other reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me help you with that. <laughs> after the race, Jeff Gordon gathered his pit crew around and said, Look, guys, yeah. I want to go out on top and leave NASCAR a champion, too. So I was... they were glad to help with that, I'm sure. Yes, sir. Last Sunday, Jeff Gordon received a pre-race pep talk from Daytona 500 Grand Marshal Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, give Ah, uh, look on the bright side, Jeff. You know, win or lose, you still got a beautiful wife and kids. I mean, you've got a beautiful pre-arranged family you only see twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Vince Vaughn had Vince to say. Vaughn said that. I wish I was down there in your old stomping grounds, Kim, of Palm Beach Garden, uh, Florida, for oh, the Honda Classic. Uh, golf match, yeah. Yeah, I hear Dustin Johnson's pulling out the big stick on every hole, and he's hitting driver a lot, too. <laughs> he's getting a long ball, and right? And until next time, this has been Leslie Dove, and I'll see you at Phillips Arena. Go Hawks, swish, swish. Thank you, Leslie, the glorious Leslie Dove. Men's on ball. A News Radio 1067 with a Kimmer. Look out. Mercy! There we go. Now we're talking. 12.25, it's only the Kimmer. News Radio 106.7. All right, here's the deal. I'm going to be giving away, we have the last set of Kid Rock tickets. Two tickets, Kid Rock, at uh, the Aaron Amphitheater. We used to be Lakewood on July 19th. Two tickets, Kid Rock, July 19th. Okay, and we'll do the same rap thing we did the last couple of days. That's kind of, we're having some fun. Uh, we'll open up the lines at 1.30 during the 1.30 news. You can call in and we'll set you up and we'll do a, if you can do some kind of a Kid Rap style rap about about you or me or Kid Rock or, you know, whatever. Something that will amuse us and we'll pick one winner and somebody gets a couple of tickets. Okay, now about this stupid dress. By the way, I totally understand why the llamas are gaining attention. Who doesn't want to watch llamas racing around in traffic uh, trying to be uh, corralled by people that you know for three hours? It's just, it, you know, it's because we, our whole culture is changed by social media. Everything. Let's take a look at this stupid picture of the dress. Somebody put a picture of a dress on the Internet, and all of a sudden, well, they get 75 million uh, taps on it to, the, to see whether it was gold and white or black and, and, and blue. Well, here's the situation. 
Rods and cones, people. Rods and cones. We all have rods and cones in our eyes. But here's the difference. As you get, we only have 2% of the rods and cones. 2% are cones. The cones determine the colors we see. As you get older, the 2% cones gets less than 2%. John Boy, what color did you see of that stupid dress making the rounds of your neck? Black and blue. Black and blue. Pete, you saw? I saw gold and white. Because my cones are fewer in number than yours, John Boy, because you're so much younger. As you get older, your cones Uh change, so you see colors differently. So I look at that picture, and it's gold and white, and John Boy looks at it, and it's black and blue. Uh, cute Kara in the newsroom saw gold and white. Are you saying that uh, she's over the hill? Or? No, I'm saying she's trying to make up to the Kimmer. She's trying to suck up to the Kimmer. We like this. Yeah, just like me, baby. Okay. All right. Is she still married? Yeah. Is it serious? Yeah. Oh, crap. Well, anyway. All right, 1227. She ain't win anything. You're listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is your formerly alive announcer, Don Pardo. (laughs) And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame. If you've got the cash, we've got the award. The Georgia Radio (laughs) Hall of Fame is a division of Cox Broadcasting. (laughs) And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Yeah, boy. Look out. 12.34, and it's only me. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio 106.7. The Doobie Brothers won record and song of the year at the Grammys on this day in 1980. What a fool believes. A couple of birthdays of note here. Joanne Woodward, the widow of Paul Newman. Joanne Woodward is 85. And Howard Hessman, who played uh, WKRP Cincinnati. He played Johnny Fever, Johnny Fever, right? And that character, by the way, was based on Skinny Bobby Harper. Who was a, who I worked with for many years across the street back in the eighties, I believe, or yeah, seventies and eighties. Wow. Anyway, a long time. The late uh, Bobby Harper, who died suddenly, had lung cancer, and it came on fast. He was a very, very, very heavy. We all were, but he was a very heavy smoker. We smoked in the studio all. I mean, we I was we smoked, oh god, yeah. We smoked at our desk. We smoked in, in the studio. I mean, you smoked elevators, stairways, escalators, shopping centers, mall. You know, if, if you wanted a cigarette, you lit up. Lucky strikes, right? Lucky strikes, baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, Howard Hessman is 75 today. Now, a couple of things. Uh, if I, I missed part of the newscast because we were talking about stuff we're going to be doing here later. Uh, uh, Leonard Le- Nimoy is dead. Did they have that breaking news story? Probably at the very beginning, and I was talking to Pete and didn't get it. But Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock in Star Trek's original shows, films, and TV, is dead at the age of 83. Um, he was in Bel Air, section of Los Angeles. It, he had uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And he announced last year that he, had, he attributed it to years of smoking. Years of smoking for 30 years. He had three decades he was a smoker. He was into poetry, photography, music, and acting. Uh, he did, remember, he had that a couple of albums that came oh, out of that, yeah. <laughs> Leonard Neboy. Uh, his, he used to give a cerebral, unflappable, pointy-eared Vulcan signature salute with a blessing, live long and prosper. Or in Vulcan, it's de forhe smoothma. That's what it actually means. Uh, he was a method actor. He had his own studio in the mid-1960s, and he loved to play outsiders. Uh, he was the lone alien on the starship bridge. 
And he said he, he wrote a book where uh, titled an autobiography titled I Am Not Spock in 1977. But in 1995, he published a book called I Am Spock. So I clearly <laughs> he wanted to get back on the old gravy train or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he well, you know, Mr. Spock, he's around forever. Uh, let's see. Entertain, enlighten the people. Mission Impossible. He was on dramatic series, did some spiddler on the roof stuff, poetry, songs. Fringe. Anyway, what's that? Fringe. Fringe. Now, I never saw that, but I, I, heard, I know of it, but I never saw it. Anyways, uh, Mr. Spock, Leonard Nimoy, dead at 83. Also, we found out Manny's Tavern's closing. Manny's Tavern, is there a more famous bar no. in Atlanta no. or in the Atlanta metro area? No. Than Johnny's Hideaway, maybe, but that's no. a whole different area. Manny's Tavern is the, or has been, for God, 40, 50, 50 years. 50. Since, uh, yeah, 60 years or more. Has been the number one place, and it's kind of a rundown. It's a, it's a hundred year old building. It's not really very pretty. I mean, uh, no, but but no, Pete, you've been there more than any or as, as much as anyone I've ever known. Oh yeah, it was a hangout for media people, writers, politicians. reporters, politicians, every politician. Well, Manny, you know, Manny Taverns after Manny Maloof, who was yeah. the Rand DeKalb County for eight hundred years. He was a Lebanese immigrant who married his wife from Great Britain. He met during the war and yeah. came over here and opened up a bar with his dad. Yeah. And, and Manny's, um, the Maloof family has been a big powerhouse family around here for years and years. And Manny, well, he was a curmudgeonly old son of a gun. No, he, man, he hated reporters. He hated media. He would, I mean, he would treat you rude and nasty. <laughs> if you ever tried to do an when he was still in politics, he was he the CEO of DeKalb County? Yeah. What was the CEO? Yeah. And I remember I tried to interview him a couple of times, and he was just miserable. Just, you know, short answers, nasty. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not what a question. That's not what we said last week. Oh, sorry, Mr. Maloof. I, you know, geez, you were just a curmudgeon, man. And they man. all packed heat. Yeah, well, yeah they were all holding. His, his son. <laughs> fact, but if you wanted to know what's going on in Atlanta, that's where you went. Yeah. was the police, the the reporters, yeah. uh, the politicians. The that was the yeah, place. It was the hangout. You did your, uh, uh, trivia stuff. In, uh, oh, or, every or, Sunday night. Yeah, every Sunday night. There. Yeah, yeah. Well, unbelievable. Still will. And now it's apparently they're going to keep. I guess you're going to try to, well, they've sold the property. They've sold the tavern. The people who bought it, Green Street Properties, said it's a, a, a little over an acre and a half. And they're going to keep it in some form. They want to refurbish the building, which is over 100 years old, but it's really in bad shape. And uh, the restaurant's value is a million dollars. Parking lots next to it are about a million dollars worth. And uh, we're not sure. Let's see, there's going to be a four-story structure on the site. It'll include mixed-use development, re- uh, residential units, retail, and the parking lot. So now whether they're going to keep... Well, here we go. A rebooted version of Manny's Tavern will be located inside the new development, but it's going to have to require the restaurant bar zoning requirements during the renovation to, to make sure it fits what's current law smaller, in there, I guess. It, it's probably going to have to be smaller. Uh, Hooters tried to buy it uh, some years ago. The uh, question people... is, what are they going to do with the chickens on the roof? That's right. It, this is true. <laughs> it's a it's a roost for the chickens That's on the right. roof of Manny's Tavern. <laughs> anyway, twelve thirty nine eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Hold on, I got a call coming up here. But first, a letter from my Kimmer Khan, my official federal pen convict down at the Atlanta Federal Pen, Josh. Yeah, he can listen every Friday during during noon to three, Monday through Thursday. He's in he's in work classes and stuff. But on Friday, he likes to listen to the Kimmer show, so we like to salute him every Friday. He got another letter here. It says the Kimmer. I got another letter from Leslie Dove asking how he can go about getting a thirty day sentence over here. <laughs> this is Atlanta convict. Uh, he said everything he has tried so far, he just keeps getting stiffed. I'm not sure I even know what that means. Anyway, this was last week. This week has been much better. I found out yesterday that Brett, the truck driver, is getting in the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame along, <laughs> along with a lifetime membership to the Men's Warehouse uh, for his stellar daily comedic performance on the Kimmer Show. Who says you have to have a punchline to your jokes? 
<laughs> Lastly, I have just received an invitation from Kennesaw State to be a guest speaker. They want me to open up for Kasim Reed. I guess the event will be hosted by Rodney the Ho. Anyway, I hope your week's amazing weekend even better. And he goes on. We'll talk some more about it later on. But uh, thank you, Josh. That's very, very kind. Oh, speaking of the devil, it's uh, 1240. Let's get Brett the truck driver on News Radio 1067. Hey, Brett, you're famous, man. Oh, you're all right. <laughs> hey, cheer down, will you? What's going on, man? Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, see if you can remember this. I know you. it's been a long time since you've been in elementary school. Yes, it is. Uh, my wife teaches, you know, substitute teachers every now and then. And yeah. she had a, a fourth grade class yesterday. Yeah. And they were saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and this one little kid decided he wasn't going to participate. He was just going to sit down, you know. Yeah. You know, wasn't going to do anything. Then they sang America the Beautiful, and he didn't want to sing that either. You remember what happened to us when we didn't do that in the school? Well, there'd, there'd be a whipping. There'd be a spanking or a yeah. something, that's for sure. But again, you know, nowadays, even fourth grade, kids fourth grade, even fourth graders know their civil rights. And the Supreme Court has ruled that because of free speech and free non-speech, that if you don't want to participate in the national anthem or if you don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance, if you don't want to sing the songs in the school, you don't have to. And frankly, I think we ought to take a look at what's happening in our country these days and what used to be the kind of style that we would do things with our country in the past, and maybe we could learn another couple of lessons. I don't know. I'm just asking. Also, I want to salute the uh, police department in DeKalb County. Good work, you guys. What an incredible story. South Hairston Road, Stone Mountain, last night, somebody called the cops and said there were two sex slaves in this apartment, and they're being held against their will. So the cops showed up, the SWAT team showed up, they swarmed the house, somebody aimed a gun at them through the window, the cops went in and ended the standoff and saved the two prostitutes, ages 14 and 12. 14 and 12, held against their will as prostitutes at an apartment in Stone Mountain. And the cops got in there and saved those little girls. Nice going, you guys. Too bad you didn't get to kill and shoot and torture and beat the living crap out of the guys who were there responsible for this appalling behavior. 14 and 12 years old. God, 12.42. We got Letter at Friday. We got some fun stuff coming up here with the camera. News Radio 1067. Hey, nice seats. We're close enough to when you knock a player down with a beer bottle, he stays down. Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. This is Steve Martin, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show is brought to you by Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Table for two, Mr. Southside. (laughs) (laughs) And now, here's your host, the Kimmer. Thank you so much. Letter Rip Friday, 1248 with the Kimmer. keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Yes, uh, I keep the ends out not for the tie that binds. Exactly, Johnny Cash. Because you're mine. I walk the line. Leonard Nimoy singing "I Walk the Line." I find it very and very uh, old Leonard left us in this life. I find just now, 83 years old, Leonard Nimoy, Mister Spock. I couldn't believe my Vulcan ears when I heard it. All right, I got 1249. Also, birthdays of note include uh, another one of the disgusting legacies of Lion Brian Williams. The birthdays include Chelsea Clinton, who's 35. Can you believe it? I mean, 
I mean, think about it. It, was, it just seems like it was, you know, like four or five years ago, she was, uh, you know, splitting up her parents and uh, walking between them so they didn't hit kill each other on the way to the helicopter. She's 35. Uh, Brian, Lion Brian Williams is the guy who paid her over $600,000 to do two reports for NBC. That's Brian Williams made that decision. Another one of his managing editor. Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm? Uh, 12.50. Hey, there's a newsbreaker line, and Keywise coming up. Hello, a newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon, Kimber. This is uh, William Shatner. Oh, Mr. Calling. Shatner, what sad news. Well, I was really sad about Leonard Nimoy until I heard that song you just played. I said, good riddance, if that's the best. <laughs> Not good. It makes me sound like a good singer. <laughs> My God, man, how yes. can you get more off-key than the real Johnny Cash? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I keep a close out watch for a note on key. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm kidding. Yes. I'm pretty Vulcan depressed yeah. about Spock. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a Vulcan tragedy. It's, it is a Vulcan tragedy. The man was Vulcan brilliant. In my... <laughs> it's, a sh- <laughs> it's a shame Leonard and I were just getting ready to do another Star Trek reunion sequel movie. Uh, another sequel movie? Wow. Oh, yeah. This time, instead of traveling to galaxies far away, yeah. we were just going to go to the villages. <laughs> You villages. know, Florida's hometown. <laughs> villages. <laughs> the movie was going to be called Star Trek In Search of the Sizzler, Early Bird Special. <laughs> we were going to arrive in a special lunar rover provided to us by the scooter store. It was going to be great. <laughs> too soon, too soon. As sad as I am about Spock, I'm yes. kind of upset about something else, Kim. Oh, what's that, Mr. Shatner? Well, I was flipping around the TV dial last night. Yes, sir, yes, sir. How the hell can ABC do a show called How to Get Away with Murder and not have me in the cast? (laughs) Where's Ray Lewis and Robert Blake, O.J. Simpson and Robert Wagner? How can you call it How to Get Away with Murder, man? Good point, sir. Uh, You know, getting back to Spock, you know, that uh, someone suggested, you know, you could go on with a franchise and hire that guy named... uh, Zachary uh, Quinto, who played Spock in the movie a few years ago. Oh, that's right, Zachary. Yeah, yeah. yeah I said, I'm sorry. This kid doesn't know a black hole from Uranus. I mean, astrologically speaking, sure, they're <laughs> be out of your Vulcan mind. I mean, you know, you've got to know Uranus if you're going to do a space movie. Thank you. Is this still on? It's on now. <laughs> We've known each other a long time. Yes, we have. Kimmer and Mr. William Shatner, Shatner yes, have been friends for years. I'm wrestling years. with the de- decision. Uh-oh. What, what, what do you mean? Well, I've just been informed yeah. that if I'll cop to my wife's killing that yeah. many years ago, yes, sir. I can get a speaking gig at Kennesaw State. What would you do? <laughs> How much are they offering these days? Well, it's big money. They're offering me a $60,000 bonus at Kennesaw State if I'll whack somebody between now and the gig. <laughs> just to add the publicity factor. <laughs> What would you do? <laughs> Gee, I'd take the money. <laughs> I, you don't take my advice anyway, Kimber. I told you to get that pool. Her head kept bobbing up to the surface. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about the tango lessons, man. Focus. Yeah. Focus. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, This is Bill Gingrich. Uh, Gee, Bill, I wish I had a pool. (laughs) (laughs) You. Oh, mercy. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. (laughs) Mr. Spock, Leonard Nimoy. To explore strange new worlds. Dead at 83. Look out. Here we go. 
to boldly go where no man has gone before. Uhura, uhura. All right, 1253 on uh, News Radio 106784441067. Again, at 1:30 we'll open up the lines for you to call in and do some kind of a kid rock rap about you or me or the, you know, Pete or the crew here or whatever, just have some fun. And we'll give away two tickets to go see Kid Rock at the Aaron Zampa Theater in July. Okay? Uh, come we'll do it 130, 130, 844 Let's go back to the phones. Here's um, uh, Kentucky Fried Lee, I believe, on News Radio 1067. Hello, Kentucky Fried Lee. Hello, Kimmer. How you doing? We're doing great, man. What's happening? Oh, I'm doing okay now, but last week I was in rough shape. Good rough shape were you last week, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, it's real sad about uh, Mr. Nimoy passing away. Yeah, about 83. And you know, I, I actually, can't complain about 83. Really. And then I shed a tear already. Have you? But um, he, uh, there was a Jewish aspect to what he did. Yes, sir. When he did his Vulcan salute, yeah. Yeah. that actually uh, dates back to the priestly blessing that is done by the Kohanim, the first tribe of Israel. And what it does when they spread when they spread their hands out, the thumb is out and then two fingers and two fingers are yeah. sp- spread That's out. That's the Vulcan that salute actu- thing, yeah. That, yeah. Exactly. That actually spells out the Hebrew word of God, Shaddai. No kidding. And they put their hands out like that to hold the prayer shawl or the talus over their heads while they are giving the priestly blessing during Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Wait a minute. Th- that's how the, the rabbis do it? They hold their hands under the no, shawl that not way? The ra- not, not the rabbis. It's the Kohanim. Members of the of the synagogue or synagogues, you have the Kohanim, you have the Levites, and you have the the Israelites. You have, like, the three main tribes of Israel. And the, yeah. and the priestly, the priests are called the Kohanim. Thus, sometimes you have people and, and, with the last name Cohen, C O H E N. All right, but I'm running out of time. But so, in other words, they do the Vulcan salute while they're holding the shawl for these special services. Uh, that is correct. Wow, because I've been—I mean, I've been to a, a few Jewish services as friends to go see what's going on. And normally, you know, the, I went to one of the short, just kind of the modern Jewish version. And the rabbi got up there and he waddled back and forth a couple of times and said, "Aliyah, Aliyah, Aliyah! They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat." And boy, it was like the shortest Jewish service I've ever been to. It was tremendous. But uh, I didn't notice you. a Vulcan sign. But thing. if you if if you Google it, it uh, it'll have a whole story about it, and it's uh, it's, it's, it's real interesting. Well, I will look. Thank you very much, uh, Kentucky Friday. I appreciate it. They might put snakes in my mailbox. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, it was a, a Rob, a former buddy Rob, uh, whose uh, da- daughter was having a bar mitzvah or something, or son was having whatever. And I went to the service as his guest, and it lasted for like four hours. The guy's going, you know, they just they wobble back, they rock back and forth, and they're doing the chants, and then they'd stop, and then they'd rock back and forth and do the chants. It was like for three and a half hours. I'm going, <laughs> you know, and they wouldn't let me sit with the girls. You know, they split you up. Do you know that? If you go to a Jewish church, the synagogue, the girls have to go on one side and the guys go on the other. I don't. Th- I think there's something wrong with that. Uh, that's a little kinky to me. I don't think you have to get to the bottom of that. Sir. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Anyway, it's 12.57. It's only me. Man, I don't even know what's happened here in the last hour. But thank God we got only two more to go, and it's Friday. Uh, News Radio 106.7, 12.57. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on News Radio 106.7. An audience member started walking out on The Kimmer. Well, Who do you think you are walking out on me? The Kimmer asks. I'm a talent scout, replied the man. <laughs> the Kimmer Show. Nothing to see here. Keep moving. 
<laughs> it's only the giver. It's only me. 105 and Letter Rip Friday. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighborhood. Yes, this was a day in 2003. Fred Rogers, better known as the children's entertainer Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, passed away on this day in 2003. He was suffering from crack addiction, syphilis, and AIDS, and was stabbed to death with a gut shank in the shower by some prisoners on death row on this day. What? That wasn't how it happened. I swear to God, you told me to embellish. I thought, you know, if I got to keep telling me to embellish, I embellished. My neighbor. Yeah, somebody got him. With, <laughs> you know he died of AIDS. With a homemade shank. <laughs> Gut shank in the. <laughs> no, it was stomach cancer. Anyways, 2003. And in fact, it was amazing because when he when he got out of prison on death row, that he was commuted, and then he kind of changed his whole attitude and went back to a show, and then he started sounding like this. It's one hell of a day in my neighborhood. A hell of a day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I hope I get to move in your neighborhood someday. The problem is, is when I move in, y'all move away. Couple up with some coke and some smoke. You bring the stash, go Robinson broke. Will you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah, he later he later explained why he was in kind of a grumpy mood. We're all alone again today. You know why? My wife walked out on me. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I'm so glad the bitch is gone. <laughs> yes. Just another day in the neighborhood with Mr. Rogers on the same day we learned Leonard Nimoy's dead. It's a beautiful day. 83 years old. And by, I'll get back to the phones, 844-404-1067. Also, Hangman just uh, looked this up for me. In his autobiography, I Am Not Spock, he, uh, Nimoy wrote that he based his, uh, his uh, Nano Nano thing there on the priestly blessing performed by Jewish Kohanim with, Kohanim with both hands, thumb to thumb, in the same position, representing the Hebrew letter Shin, which has three upward strokes, looks like a chandelier. It's kind of like thumb and fingers in a salute, and it stands for El Shaddai, meaning Almighty Good. Uh, Nimoy wrote that when he was a kid, his grandfather took him to an Orthodox synagogue. He saw the blessing and was impressed by it and kept it as part of his act. Kind of weird, different. At 844-404-1067. I'll go right back to the phones. But again, uh, Newsmaker Line's coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Yeah, doctor. Also, uh, we will uh, give away the Rod Stewart tickets at one thirty during the one thirty news. You can call in and we'll put you on hold and get you ready after the one thirty news to have you rap in Kid Rock-type style. Something a bit like we were doing the last uh, few days as we're giving you tickets. So you talk about uh, Peter, me, or John Boy, or Hangman, or the crew, or... Or Leonard Nimoy, or whatever, a Kid Rock rap of some kind. One thirty. Did you say you were giving away Rod Stewart tickets? Did I say Rod Stewart? <laughs> oh did. my God! <laughs> I hate Rod Stewart. I I won't listen to Rod Stewart. I won't look at his picture. I won't. I won't. I I, I haven't. I don't receive his phone calls. I don't receive his apologies. Nothing. Forget it. I'm not even going there. You made out with him. Right? I well, we made out that one time, and frankly, he took advantage of me. <laughs> And I said no tongues, so I uh, I'm in the right on that one. Anyway, Kid Rock, how did I get Rod Stewart? <laughs> no idea. I mean, that's not even close. You're, sh- you're shook because of the. I'm shook. Sure I was doing the whole uh, Leonard Nimoy shin uh, symbol, and uh, I got screwed up there at some point. Anyway, uh, so we got that going for us. All right, so we'll give away the tickets. Do it. Do some kind of a Kid Rock rap. 
uh, for me at one thirty after the news. We'll give away these tickets. Uh, 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. And... Live long and prosper. Yes, Mr. Spock, age 83, passed away. All right, two of the phones. It's Abraham on Newsmaker one, news, on News Radio 1067. <laughs> I'll get it right, I promise. Hi, Abraham. How's it going? Hey, Kim, it's all right. It's Friday. I think we're all in a little bit of... Uh, yeah, I've uh, screwed up. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, we aren't as screwed up as you are. We're all a little nobody up. is, my friend. It's not easy being me. I can promise you that. Anyway, what's yeah. on your mind today? Well, I want to say, I think Rudy Giuliani... And these people who say Obama doesn't love America, I think, well, I saw this somewhere, and I think it's worth repeating. Why don't they ask Osama bin Laden if Obama loves America? Why don't they ask the people, millions of people who got jobs in the past few years, if Obama loves America? Why don't they ask the people in Detroit, in the car industry, if Obama loves America? I think they'll find out. Well, um, actually, you've described uh, some of the most disastrous uh, cultural events in the last uh, 10 years or so in this country with the automobile industry, the economy, and uh, foreign policy, and the war. I don't know where you're going with what a wonderful job he's been doing so far. Just just curious. Well, compared to when he took office and all the jobs that we've been created since then, all the people My God, the jobs. economy went to hell when he took oh. office. <laughs> I mean, oh. it went the opposite. Anyway, well, let's, all right, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you said what you wanted to say because, you know, we need that point of view. And, and there are people who believe just like Abraham that he's done a great job. He's done great foreign policy. He's responsible for Osama bin Laden being killed. And he's uh, bring, brought the economy back fantastically. And there have been no scandals in this administration whatsoever. He also, putting that, also said you're a deserter in chief. The uh, conscientious objector, the community organizer of the White House, also said that there was not one whiff, not one whiff, I'm telling you, of a scandal in the IRS. For those hidden Lois Lerner emails. Well, guess what? The criminal arm of the inspector general is investigating the IRS for criminal activity. Lying, perjury, and covering up a crime. Because they have just discovered, even though... Well, I'll play you the soundbite. I got it real quickly here. The soundbite from um, 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 uh, James Koskinen, the new IRS incoming director, told this to Congress. As the actual hard drive after it was determined that it was dysfunctional Lois and Lerner's. that with experts no emails could be retrieved was recycled and destroyed in the normal process. This well, that's a lie. Here's Congressman Jim Jordan on the committee investigating this late last night. The IRS takes four months to tell us something as important as we lost Lois Lerner's emails. And their excuse is we're doing our due diligence. We're doing everything we darn well can do to get those. And then when they do make it public to the whole world, they didn't tell you ahead of time. They told you when they told the whole world. And in two weeks, you got them. All you do is get in a car, drive to Martinsburg, West Virginia, not that far, one state over, and get the tapes. They found 30,000 new emails that were supposedly destroyed. And when they asked Kostinen, uh, Koskinen whether or not those, uh, the hard drives were destroyed and that's why they couldn't do it, he said, yes, as far as I know, they were destroyed. They were physically destroyed. Couldn't retrieve and they were so badly damaged, we destroyed the hard drives. That's a lie. They didn't even look for them. They found out last night that he never looked for them. He never ordered anybody to look for them. They lied to Congress. But we're the bad guys. And Putty Tat's the number one. Uh, it's one twelve now. How much signal I need to cut across eight lane? None? I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on look News out, look Radio out. 106.7. There we go. Stand by. Stand by. 
<laughs> this is Don Imus. <laughs> hey, Don. And now here's your host. Yes, <laughs> a man whose show is just awful. It's awful. <laughs> not good. Here he is for the time being. Easy now. Kim Peterson. Thank you so very much. Look out, it's only me, 118. Don't forget, at 1.30, we open up the lines to Kid Rock Wrap Yourself here. Maybe win two tickets to Kid Rock in July at the Amphitheater. Uh, the Aaron's Amphitheater used to be called Lakewood. You know where it is now. All right, here's the doobies. He came from somewhere 1980. What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers won the record and song of the year at the Grammys in 1980. A couple of quick birthdays. Adam Baldwin is 53. Is he he's one of the Baldwin boys? Is he the little one? What does he be? Do we know him at all? We don't really know. Adam Baldwin's 53 and whatever. And uh, let's see, what else we got here? Actress Kate Mara. Is that the one who is in the Golden Dragon tattoo? Th- woman with a golden tattoo? That's not. Uh, she, oh, that was Rooney Mara. Was the one in the Kate Mara's thirty-two today, and Rooney Mara is the granddaughter of Art Rooney of the Pittsburgh of uh, Steelers family. I thought it was Mara of the New York Giants family. Those owners, maybe they're the same. Oh God, you know what? It might uh, you might be right. I think oh, isn't that funny? It's either the Rooneys of Pittsburgh or the Maras of New York. I think it's, I think it's the Maras of New York. <laughs> well, at least we had the discussion and come to the conclusion. As we bring it home right here on the Kimmer Show. I think they it may should. be wrong, but we get you home every time. I said. How about they rap Kid Rock style to Rod Stewart songs? Oh, good. Oh, Rod Stewart, <laughs> my favorite. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you. 120. If you can pull that off, you, you could be a winner. All right, look out. It's only me. 844-404-1067. It's only the Kimmer. By the way, just in, I can't believe this story. The, ner- the, the absolute gall of thieves in Hampton, Georgia, actually in Morrow, uh, the, the racing team for Extreme Racing on uh, this morning had to withdraw from the race coming up Sunday, the Sprint Cup race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, had to withdraw their 44 Chevrolet from Team Extreme Racing because it's been stolen from the parking lot of their hotel. <laughs> the van was inside a plain white, I mean the van, the car, the race car, the NASCAR race car was inside a white van in the parking lot, and some silver or gray Jeep Cherokee drove up at 5.30 in the morning, hitched up the trailer to the Jeep, and drove off with a whole damn kitten caboodle. <laughs> Not only did they get the race car valued at God knows how much they're worth, but he also got an extra $100,000 backup engine and about twenty grand worth of equipment in the trailer. And the cops are hoping that this will be the scenario. The cops are hoping that they'll open up the trailer and go, oh, my God, it's a NASCAR race car. What the hell are we going to do with this? I assume they thought it was just somebody's belongings, you know, moving out of town or something or coming into town, and they stole the trailer full of belongings like to do with those veterans. I remember the Army guy showed up with his family, and somebody stole the whole damn trailer. Well, like the cops are saying, you know, they're going to open this up and say, oh, my God, it's a NASCAR race car. What are you going to do with that? I mean, that's going to be kind of hard to fence, don't you think? Yep. Anyway, so we'll see whether they're going to get... Maybe. And the cop says normally when people do that, they just drop it off at a parking lot and leave it and pretend that nothing ever happened. So, well, what's up, Hangman? What do I you got, got a here? dumb question. Uh, all right. My $250 boat has a lock on the trailer hitch so that you yeah. can't do this. They didn't do that to a I, $10,000 NASCAR. I don't know. I don't know how the NASCAR trailers work. I don't know. If they, I don't know. I don't, I've, I've done the same thing. I used to tow a boat and a Sea-Doo and all. Yeah, I get locks, man. All right, anyway, it's uh, 120. Oh, there's a Newsmaker line. We have Todd and Music Man coming up. It's a Newsmaker line. Uh, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Oh, Kimber. my golly, no, I, I wonder who this is. I can never tell who Good this afternoon, is. Kimber. This is Robert De Niro. I swear to God, this is not Robert, this is not Robert Reagan doing <laughs> Robert De Niro. It's me. I'm really mad. I had to pay a $6.5 million tax bill. Yeah, well, you're in trouble with a finger. And somebody asked me if it was going to affect my lifestyle. I said a little bit. 
You know, not a lot, but <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit, you know. A lot of money it is, I swear. <laughs> Wait a minute. I blame run. the whole thing on Joe Pesci. I mean, when I told him he could come out here, <laughs> back up there a minute, Ace. You told me I could come back. <laughs> you only exist out here, Cosme. Get this through your head, you mother lover, you. <laughs> Easy, boys. Wait a minute. Right, now, you know, you tricked me again, you son of a gun. This isn't Joe Pesci. This is Ronald Reagan. Oh, man, you're so good at this, man. You get me every time. You better get your own army, pal. <laughs> As you mentioned, sprint car driver Travis Capvull, or however you say his name. Capvull or something, yeah. yeah. His race car and trailer en route stolen yeah. en route to the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, yeah. I blame him. I mean, huh? I guess he doesn't know much about Atlanta. Apparently, they stopped for lunch at Greenbrier Mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like asking for it, isn't it? Or I, <laughs> I would think it would be, yes. <laughs> Well, the new DC Comics Catwoman is bisexual. There's a bisexual, the new author. Which yeah. means that now Catwoman is not just looking for wealthy victims with good taste. <laughs> well, to, to rob She's their belongings. For... <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Can you imagine if Catwoman had been by back in the old Batman TV show, Kimmer, oh, in the I 60s? I can't imagine what that I could just hear Adam West saying. <laughs> Uh, have your way with me, Catwoman, you fiend, but leave poor Batgirl alone. <laughs> oh, chum. <laughs> and if you lay one finger on Aunt Harriet, Catwoman, I'll have you banned from the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> I'll have West. you banned from every locker room on the LPGA Tour. Just try me, Catwoman, because I'm a... It's not fooling around, Catwoman. <laughs> That was my dramatic was reading. Dramatic <laughs> reading. Oh, good. Now we don't have to do one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't pull up a Robin with an Irish accent. <laughs> Holy top of the morning to you, Batman. I am Jesus, Batman. <laughs> you know, so many great actresses have played Catwoman over the years. So many. Mary Weather, of course. Yeah. Julie Newmar. And, Newmar. Uh, my favorite was the episode where Eartha Kitt as Catwoman stole the Batmobile. Oh. And traded it in for a deuce and a quarter with a full gold package. <laughs> <laughs> the hydraulics goes up and down. And <laughs> Diamond in the bag, gangster white walls, you know, digging the scene and all of that. It's great to be on. Well, it's an honor to have you aboard for this. Circus. I swear, this is Robert De Niro. It's not Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you had me fooled yeah. a little bit. You had me fooled a little bit. I'm going to come back to the bank tomorrow, see if you don't have my money, I'm going to crack your head wide open because that's the kind of guy I am, you know. <laughs> I'm just stupid. <laughs> Thanks for the warning, boys. Look out. <laughs> Holy moly. 125, it's only me on News Radio 1067. All right, Todd on uh, News Radio 1067. Thanks for holding, Todd. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I just had a rebuttal for uh, Abraham. I, I just want to let him know that Obama loves America and Israel just as much as Louis Farrakhan, Hamas, the Black Panthers. You know, La Raza, all the other groups he hangs out with. Yeah, so. yeah and, and, Todd, I appreciate it. And not only that, let's let's not forget, shall we? And not to rub it in, but these, you know, facts are facts, and these are true. You'll recall when the American had his head chopped off, Putty Tat gave a comment about it, and seven minutes later was on the golf course. When the Jordanian pilot was burned to death in the cage, the president of Jordan made an address to the people and then left. He was in America, left immediately to go home, got into his uniform and started bombing the ISIS targets in his war plane. Also, you'll recall when they chopped off the heads of the 23 people, uh, Putty Tat's uh, press release from his and his comments said, 
Uh, this was a terrible tragedy for these individuals to have been attacked this way. But when the three students were murdered on the UNC campus, he said it's not fair to take out aggression against Muslims or any other religion. So it was okay to condemn the killing of Muslims, even though it had nothing to do with the killing. It was over a parking space. But he couldn't even mention the freaking names of the words of the Islamic terrorists when it came to the 23 who were dead. And I'm not making that up. That's his attitude. That's his attitude. And I'm, if you honestly think that he has been so good for this country and his, his love of his nation shines through his policies, man, I, I, don't know, I don't know where you're getting your news. You're certainly not paying attention. Anyway, it's 127. We've got more news breaking lines coming up. Sponsored by the Siding Doctor. And we'll give away the tickets right now. 844-404-1067. Raff like Kid Rock for the Kimmer. And you get the tickets on News Radio 1067. You're listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Hey, this is Rodney, and this Rodney? portion of Kimmel's show is brought to you by Madonna. All right, sir. I understand since her fall, Madonna's been lying in bed, flat on her back. Oh. It's good to see things are back to normal. <laughs> are you kidding? Hey, oh. And now here's your host, <laughs> <Thank> Kim Peterson. Left <laughs> your toenails on the ceiling fan. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Look out. 134. This day, 1967, Pink Floyd recorded its first signal, signal, first single, <laughs> idiots, Arnold Lane, and I don't know what that means either, 1967. All right, we're open up the phone lines, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067, and we want you to rap like a kid rock rapper. Uh, something about us or you or them or Kid Rock, whatever. We have two tickets giveaway to Aaron's Amphitheater in July. Kid Rock concert, two tickets. And if you want to uh, sing for them, hop aboard. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. All right, it's only the Kimmer. I have Newsmaker Lines coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. And we got a bunch of topics here to talk about, which we haven't even come close to. We'll talk about the, uh, the liars at the IRS just got caught last night, a late-night meeting in Congress proving that they lied deliberately, lied, deceived, and covered up. And now there's a criminal investigation of those dirtbags at the IRS trying to protect Lois Lerner and their own careers, including Koskinen. Also, the Alpharetta blogger and his wife from Alpharetta go home to Bangladesh to do some special meeting and greeting with people and take some seminars, and it's like a history week or something, some special occasion. And they go back to Bangladesh and... Unfortunately, uh, this the fellow and his wife were well known for their comments concerning uh, ISIS and extremist Muslims. Uh, Bangladeshi American blogger from Alpharetta, Avjit Roy, Bangladesh born but a U.S. citizen, he and his wife returned from a book fair at the university in Bangladesh, in the capital of Dhaka. And that's when they were attacked by a gang of guys with meat cleavers. And they hacked him to death in front of his wife and hacked her because she tried to save him. She's still alive, but she was whacked up pretty good, and they killed him with meat cleavers. You know why? Because he complained about Islamic extremists. So the Muslims killed him with meat cleavers in front of his wife. But, you know, it's just uh, activist individuals who didn't go to community college for free, and by God, they don't have those good $9 jobs. So... 
All right, to the phones, to the phones, 137. All right, Peter, let's go. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with uh, Leslie on News Radio 1067 for the tickets to Kid Rock. Hello, Leslie, welcome aboard. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. Can you help us out a little bit? A little, <laughs> yeah. Fire up, that's my motto. Give us a little Kid Rock rap or some kind here, Leslie. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Kid Rock, he's about to shock the world with the people with a hand up. They can take them down. We ain't taking no more because Kid Rock's here and we're going to rock. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's Leslie. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Who's next? Joseph on News Radio 1067. Hello, Joseph. Hey, how's it going, Cameron? Good. How's it coming back? Oh, man, it's great out here. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. I'll be honest with you. I've never really listened to Kid Rock, but I've got a, a rap verse that kind of pertains. All right, go ahead. Ignorance is bliss, I guess. The way they see it, they feed it to us, we eat it, then we line up and repeat it like we need it. What we need to do is tell them they can keep it. We the people on a mission. If you listen, you will see it. It's no secret that they're teaching us to be less independent. With the lack of education, lies, confusion, and the gimmicks. All the while, we trust the media. They take the truth and bend it. I don't get it, man. The plan was life and happiness and liberty. Not holding out my hand for growth the government can give to me because nothing in this life is free. <laughs> there always is a price to pay. They segregate us, regulate us, then they take our rights away. They classify us by our news against us. All our differences instead of even trying to unify us they just distance us these politicians miss the bus they're not representing us they're busy taking what we earn and spending every penny up all the while we're sitting by like we don't even give a <laughs> all right then sort of an anarchistic uh, anti-establishment uh, rant of some kind i like it uh is that corby i think corby on news radio 1067 hiya corby what's going on man uh, not us that's for sure what's happening wrap a little something for me Hey, a King Rock come today. They said Beyonce. I said, hey, I like Fifty Shades of Grey, but you just too dark to lay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Carvey. And now David on News Radio 1067. Hello, David. Hey, Kimmer. How you doing, yeah, I'm great, man. Give a little Kid Rack type of rock a rack of Rooney there for us. All right. There's a slow one by Kid Rock. All right. Kimmer is sitting there all by himself. Needs to find himself. Needs to rewind himself. <laughs> Listening for the payback, looking for the playback. Okay, then. That every <laughs> man. Uh, <here> <laughs> <laughs> Hold on there, David. <laughs> All right, boys, we got uh, several choices there. We got to take Joseph with the anarchistic rap. All right, well, Joseph, congratulations, my man. You are the winner of the Kid Rock tickets here on News Radio 1067, July 19th at the Aaron's Amphitheater. Uh, used to be called Lakewood. You know where that is now, and uh, we'll see you down there. Right, it'll be fun. All right, well done. Congratulations. Thank you all for playing, and uh, we appreciate it. It's nice to have you aboard with us. Uh, let's see, 844 uh, I don't know whether you saw the picture of and uh, the description of this young Chinese performer for Ringling Brothers in Atlanta last seen earlier this month. Uh, Wei or Wai Kao, I think is her pronounced her, her name. She's 25 years old. She's 5'3", 100 pounds, and gorgeous. If found, she should be delivered personally to the Kimmer, and I will make sure that she is turned over to the authorities at the appropriate time. Uh, also, have uh, you heard what's going on with the Vanderbilt coach, Kevin Stallings? Oh, mercy. Pete, you know this story. Vanderbilt coach, uh, the players had a game. They were playing Tennessee. And they beat Tennessee, and one of Kevin Stallings' players, I guess a freshman, right, Wade Baldwin, was uh, was making fun of the losing team. Uh, he was, uh, what was he doing, holding up his hands? He was clapping his hands in front of the, guy, of the opponent's faces. Oh, you suck, you dead, dead, we are the winners, like that. 
and the assistant coach for the volunteers went over to the to the Kevin Stallings, who's the coach of Vanderbilt, the player was doing it, and said, hey, that guy's been out there doing stuff like this. Well, this is what Kevin Stallings then said to his player. blanking kill you that's a coach talking to the player yeah now the question he said he was trying to help the player install or instilled in himself some character that seems like a fairly strange way to do it is that blanking kill you <laughs> on the other hand pete you're the sports guy you have a problem with this i i think they're both wrong but you know what the player started being wrong yeah. so the coach wouldn't have been wrong if the player hadn't been wrong yeah that's true although i i think the coach you know, should have known better. The player should have definitely been suspended or Matt, taken off, whatever. What's that? Matt, you guys, hey. Got a you, little tidbit on this story. The player yeah. in question yeah. uh, has had problems over his first two seasons at Vanderbilt, and the coach has been working with him. And the uh, the player actually uh, spoke on SportsCenter and said that we're both fiery guys. You know, it's just yeah. kind of that's how it was. Maybe he misspoke when the cameras were rolling. But uh, the, the coach has had problems with this player for the past two years. Uh, with character issues, so it kind of spilled out from practice onto the court you. last All right. night. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate it. Well, it's still, I think, that, you know, the coach obviously overreacted, but the players shouldn't have done that. And, and guys like that, sit them down, man. Take away the uniform. 142. Hey, you, go easy on the communion wine today. Don't want another one of your drunken mishaps. Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> the Kimmer Now and News, Weather, and Traffic on your ride home. Look on look News out. Radio 1067. Thank you. Oh, this is Robin Williams. <laughs> now here's your host, a man whose career is a lot like yeah, mine. Yes, yeah, he's just trying to see how long he can hang around. Hang on. Oh, oh, ah. Here he is for the time being, oh. Kim Peterson. Yeah. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Hey, speak for yourself. Elvis, look out. You ain't nothing but a dog. Elvis Presley is still going to play Las Vegas. A 24-foot-tall wooden Elvis statue showing Elvis playing a guitar, advertising his first performance in Las Vegas in 1956. That 24-foot statue has been in storage in Graceland. Well, they're going to bring it out in April at the Westgate Las Vegas Casino Hotel. Years to the day, 59 years to the day that Elvis first performed in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, man, 1956. All right, Elvis, also, on this day, uh, let's see, on this day, 1968, after the CBS News special report on the Vietnam War, Walter Cronkite delivered a commentary in which he basically said that uh, we are not going to win the war in Vietnam. To say that we are closer to victory today is to believe in the face of the evidence the optimists who have been wrong in the past. To suggest we are on the edge of defeat is to yield to unreasonable pessimism. To say that we are mired in stalemate seems the only realistic, if unsatisfactory, conclusion. Mired in stalemate. On the off chance the military and political analysts are right, in the next few months we must test the enemy's intentions in case this is indeed his last big gasp before negotiations. But it is increasingly clear to this report that the only rational way out then will be to negotiate, not as victors, but as an honorable people who lived up to their pledge to defend democracy and did the best they could. This is Walter Cronkite. Good night.
He basically later said the war is unwinnable. And that, by the way, that in 1968, I was there in 1968. And when Cronkite said this stuff, it, it had an impact. It had an impact. I think a lot of people thought, well, it's over now. I mean, that's the ball game. Anyway, 140, 150, let's call it. 150 on News Radio 1067. Here's a music man. Got a newsmaker line sponsored by the Sighting Doctor coming up here shortly. Hey, music man, how's it going? It's going great. It was wonderful hearing Uncle Walter again after so many years. Thank <laughs> it's you. Been a while. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yes, uh, that sir. We, we, were you talking about Ken Stallings a, a few minutes ago? Yes, the coach Kevin Stallings. I don't know. I, think I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know if you know this, but um, he graduated with an English degree, I believe it was, from Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State. Oh! <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I, I also uh, imagine that cheerleaders all across the NFL yeah. will need to work on new halftime music uh, for this upcoming football season now that uh, Gary Glitter has been sentenced to 16 years in jail for having sex with underage girls back in the 1970s. And, uh, well, for those who don't know, that wonderful top ten hit, Gary Glitter, had, <laughs> it, was, it was actually Rock and Roll Part 2. Yeah. Uh, that was the hit. And if you remember, because I know you were on the air, because I used to call you when I was an aspiring uh, jock. And, uh, I remember. <laughs> disc, disc jockeys back in the 70s all tried to hit the post for uh, Rock and Roll uh, Part 2. Of course, it went on for three minutes and 40 it, seconds. Yeah. but. Anyway, I just wanted to share that he was going to prison. Yes, and they had, he years. had some very smug pictures of him in court uh, yesterday when he was being sentenced. Apparently, he was reading a, a magazine as his uh, as his sentence was being set down. So, um, yeah, I love it. Well, he's going to have plenty of time to do something in prison when he gets done with that one. I can tell you, right? he can make a lot of new friends. One fifty one, on News Radio one zero six seven eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Uh, by the way. Researchers at Cornell University have actually come up with a study modeling the statistical mechanics of surviving a zombie apocalypse. They actually presented the findings at the American Physical Society. I'm sorry, they're going to present them coming up next month on Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Middle of next week sometime. Uh, Cornell University, they built a full-scale simulation of an outbreak of an attack by zombies and the realistic parameter basically were doomed. Although it does say, given the dynamics of the disease, the northern mountain time zone would be safe for months if there's an apocalyptic zombie attack. This is Cornell University actually doing a study. They said once zombies invade more sparsely populated areas, the whole outbreak slows down. There are fewer humans to bite, so you start creating zombies at a slower rate. He said upstate, if they hit New York City, upstate New York would have a month or so to get ready. But then he says, basically, given time, this is a Cornell Research Department. He says, we could attempt to add more complicated social dynamics to the situation, allowing people to make a run for it, including plane flights or having awareness of the zombie outbreak. But basically, if there's an, a, zombie, a zombie apocalypse outbreak, we're doomed. Cornell University studied this. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. There's a newsbreak line. See who's on the old newsbreak line. Good afternoon. Hello! Who is this? Hey, it's Charlton Heston! Mr. Heston, how can you be in such a jovial mood? Yes, sir. All here in Hollywood, so saddened over the death of Dr. Benjamin Spock, the (laughs) well-known baby doctor, though. 
sir. I can never understand why anyone would accept medical treatment from a baby. I mean, <laughs> no, not, not a baby doctor. <laughs> How old was Dr. Benjamin Spock anyway? I no, thought he was over 100. No, he wasn't the baby doctor. By baby doctor, they mean a doctor who helps babies, not a doctor who is a baby. And it was, well, who died? It wasn't Dr. Spock. It was who Mr. was it? It was Mr. Spock on Star Trek, sir. Oh, Mr. Spock Mr. on Star Trek. Star Boy, Trek. that guy had a lot of fans in radio programming. Radio programming? Well, you know, almost everything they do is highly illogical. <laughs> <laughs> you know Brent the truck driver's favorite Star Trek character? No, I don't, sir. I don't know. It's the Klingons, as in, I'll wait for a newsmaker line, and then I'll try to cling on to what was just said, <laughs> rather than coming up with anything original, you know. There you go. <laughs> You know, Boy, Bones McCoy had a lot of fans over there at Grady Hospital. Oh, you did? The doctor did? Yeah, yeah and still he started stealing patients from other doctors. He'd look on the register and copy down their names. I mentioned his name was... <laughs> Bones, Dr. Bones. <laughs> Can you imagine Bones at Life University, Kimmer? <laughs> Life University. Jim, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> well, no, they're a doctor. <laughs> What am I, a chiropractor? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say over at the VA system at Life University? No, I don't know what they a say. A quack quack here and a quack <laughs> quack there. <laughs> here a quack. <laughs> I don't really think that's what they do. Either. You know, Councilwoman Cleta Winslow is yeah. a big yeah. fan of Star Trek. Uh, huge fan. I didn't know that. Why, why really? Oh, I can't many, tell you the number of times Cleta's walked into a bar and said, uh, Jim, beam me up. <laughs> Jim, beam up. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Jim, beam me up there, Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> now it's time for a visitor from the East. Excellent. The amazing Charnak, the Magnificent. The Magnificent. The answer to this question is Kid Rock. Kid Rock. What gets thrown at a kid at Adrian Peterson's house? Oh, God. <laughs> Honey, give me that Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Snow and the Kim Peterson Show. Snow and the Kim Peterson Show. Do things that won't be around after early March. <laughs> <laughs> I hold in my hand the last May your only daughter go to a bar and order a Cosby Colada. <laughs> the Marines? Herman Kane? And Lindsay Lohan. The Marines, Herman Cain, and Lindsay Lohan. Name a core, a boar, and a whole lot of woman. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. She said, pull my hair. I'll do the short version. So I wonder which, why they knew she was going to be trouble. You know, I, right. She was boring. I... <laughs> Thank you show. so much, Mr. Heston. You see, he stole the other patient off the sign-in register. Names because, were not yeah. there, so he had to know. Name was, was uh, Bones. Bones, Dr. Bones. Yeah. Uh, what, thank you so much, <laughs> Mr. Heston. Look out, 157, and it's only me. Let her rip Friday on News Radio 107 with a Kimmer. Look out. You are listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. Kimmer, you have something on your chin. Well, I... No, not that one. No, no, wait a the minute. third one down. <laughs> oh, the Kimmer wow. Show on News Radio 1067. All right, look out. It's only me. It's only The Kimmer.
Uh, News Radio 1067. Brian Wilson has a movie coming out about him from the Beach Boys. It's a trailer for Love and Mercy. Shows Paul Dano as the young Brian Wilson. John Cusack plays the older Brian Wilson. And Paul Giamatti plays his doctor. I may not always love you. And it'll be in theaters in June. Yes, just reminds me of my final wife. I mean, it was it was our song. It was our song. Uh, I never forget the first time. First time I held her in my arms, she turned to me, put her lips up next to my ear, held my hand, and. This is why the song, when she turned to me and said, I may not always love you. <laughs> Had to go a long way around for that one. Yeah. Uh, 206. <laughs> yeah, that idiot. You know, this is Friday, right? Okay, I'd like to apologize for this entire week. Oh, I'm not good. Uh, this was the day in 1911, inventor Charles Kettering demonstrated a first-ever electric automobile starter in Detroit. He started a motor with a press of a switch instead of putting a crank in the front of it and winding it up. Wow. <laughs> 1911, the first push-button engine starter. All right, 206, we've got the Newsbreaker Lines. Leslie Dove coming up. Here's Helen. Been hanging on for a while. I greatly appreciate your patience. Helen, how you doing? Welcome. Very well. Hello, <laughs> Kimmer. Hello, Helen. <laughs> What's Don't up, you man? worry about this weekend. I'm going to keep the world by wearing my sport bra tomorrow to Hartsfield. <laughs> because every time I wore one of those normal bras, they yeah. call now, they have that metal boning yeah. underneath each yeah. breast. He's part there, yeah. And so I'd always wear, you know, that's not the only kind you can buy. Yeah. Every time I'd go to the airport, I'd be pulled out every stinking time. And everyone stares at you, and I'm thinking, you know, what is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> Finally, I figured out it's the bra. So oh every time I go to the airport, I want everyone to feel relieved that I now wear my sport bra. And if I don't, I forgot once, bingo, pulled me out. Oh, so are that's you my serious? Tip for the day. <laughs> well, thank you for keeping our country strong and safe, Ellen. And have a nice trip, by the way, and uh, we'll Open see you when you get Open the doors, Hal. <laughs> I don't think I can do that, Dave. Uh, 208 <laughs> on News Radio 1067. Do you mind if I do something here? Sure. I, I try, Every Friday I try to I do, do something pay here on Letter of Friday, Anything Goes, on News Radio 1067. I check the weather forecast, if you don't mind. What's it doing, baby? <laughs> oh, mercy. It's definitely rain and men, my friends, and that means only one thing. Yes, it's time to hide the women and children. Where we bring you now, Men's on Ball, with the glorious Leslie Dove. Hello, <laughs> Leslie, how's it going? Hello, Kim, alive from Men's International, <laughs> where a sandwich is just a sandwich, but a manwich is more like a meal. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Leslie. Another assertion of his new sponsor. <laughs> new sponsor. Well, everybody out there, on the, be sure to mark March the 6th on your calendar, Kimmer. March 6th? All right, sir. What, what's the yeah, It's Kimmer's last day on the air, of course. And it's also, <laughs> Friday. Yeah. It's also the day where the Hawks will unveil a statue of Dominique Wilkins Dominique. at Phillips Arena. Wow, that's great. And you can bet I'll be on hand for the erection of, of the statue to make sure they <laughs> get it up there on the stairway where everybody can see the good, you know? Thank you. 
Well, turn to the NFL. A judge yes. ruled in favor of Minnesota Viking running back Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, me, which means now that Adrian won't have to whip himself into shape. <laughs> Hello. As <laughs> to the children's we're in. Young here. child, yes. <laughs> I used the Herman Cain pronunciation, Chirin. <laughs> Chirins. All my Despite Chirins. the judge's ruling, though, Kim, I'm yep. not sure that Adrian Peterson has really changed his ways that much. Well, what do you mean, sir? Well, how often does a tooth fairy find a whole set of teeth under the pillow? <laughs> In other NFL news, Reggie Bush was cut by the Detroit Lions, yeah, yeah. and now Reggie will have to decide whether he wants to remain in professional football or sign with the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> the Falcons cut running back Steve Jackson, yeah, who had right. over 11,000 career yards and yeah. 68 touchdowns. In yeah, short, yeah. Way too much success to ever be associated with an Atlanta <laughs> NFL franchise. That's kind of like radio where a successful track record gets you blacklisted, man. You know, you're making the rest of us look bad over here. That's all right, sir. Chachi. <laughs> well, the Sprint, Cup, the Sprint Cup series at Atlanta Motor Speed Race, yeah. which will feature a tribute to Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon tribute. Yeah, the first 500 Jeff Gordon fans will receive a complimentary fanny pack. <laughs> You know, something to put their take with them after the race. Stuff in, you know. <laughs> you know, Jeff Gordon Kim is still stinging from his weekend in Daytona. Oh, stinging from his weekend. Really? Yeah, he's over the race. It's just some other reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me help you with that. <laughs> after the race, Jeff Gordon gathered his pit crew around and said, "Look, guys, yeah. I want to go out on top and leave NASCAR a champion too." So I was, they were glad to help with that. I'm sure. Yes, sir. Last Sunday, Jeff Gordon received a pre-race pep talk from Daytona 500 Grand Marshal Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, give him. Uh, look on the bright side, Jeff. You know, win or lose, you still got a beautiful wife and kids. I mean, you've got a beautiful pre-arranged family you only see twice a year. What <laughs> <laughs> Vince Vaughn had Vince Vaughn said that. I wish I was down there in your old stomping grounds, Kim, of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, for oh, the Honda Classic. Uh, golf match, yeah. Yeah, I hear Dustin Johnson's pulling out the big stick on every hole, and he's hitting driver a lot, too. <laughs> he's getting a long ball, and right? Until next time, this is Leslie Dove, and I'll see you at Phillips Arena. Go Hawks, swish, swish. Thank you, Leslie. Leslie Dove. Mercy. Uh, look out now. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer News Radio 1067. Leonard Nimoy just reportedly has passed away at the age of 83. And we'll talk some more about that in case you missed our earlier announcement. Also, Pete's got a, a, a Facebook update on our veteran with the two doggies. I'll tell you, let's do traffic first. It's 212. We'll do traffic and then we'll come back with an update on the veteran who needed help. And you, the Kimmer Corps, came through for him. We to hear the latest. 212. To learn more about drugs, visit your local library. There's probably a guy behind there who sells drugs. <laughs> Thank you, Stewie. The Kimmer Now. Uh, news, weather and traffic on your ride home. And on I? News Radio 1067. Here we go. Uh, hi, folks. This is uh, J- J- Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Jimmy. And now here's your host. Yes, sir. A man who is to dramatic reading yes, what Mayor Kasim Reed is to, to family planning. <laughs> uh, here he is for the time being, Kim Peterson. Thank you so much. Look out, it's only me, it's only the Kimmer. We got the big race coming up. Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, on possible rainy Sunday, plus a Hall of Fame basketballer James Worthy birthday today, 54 years old. 
And now, holy crap, it's sports and Pete Davis. A new photo shows Jihadi John sporting a baseball cap. Oh, really? The Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and they've released a statement. The classic gold piece stands for Pittsburgh, worn by our players, coaches, and fans with great sense of pride. Absolutely sickening to everyone within the organization and to our great fans to see this murderer wearing a pirate's cap in the old photo. You know, I like it. They came out with a statement. You yeah. would, I mean, I'll bet you a lot of ball clubs wouldn't have said a word just hope it died away. But that's a great thing. They came out and said, hey, we, this isn't right. But only the pirates. You know I mean, how many still, ba- English people wear baseball caps? I know. I mean, yeah. Zero. <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> anyway, but it's cool. Leonard Nimoy passes. and. Yeah. Everyone knows him except spell check. When I tried to put his name in uh, my iPhone here, yeah. it came up Leonard Spick. You know what? You know what I did when I when I emailed got, um, emailed the newsmaker line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I texted the newsmaker line and I put down Nimoy, and it came back as Bowie or something like that. Bowie. I mean, that was unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, William Shatner's on his way to the planet Vulcan right now to resurrect Spock. Oh, or maybe it's Doctor McCoy. Uh, stay tuned. There you go. Uh, they're closing manuals. <laughs> Very <hear> funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> inside, inside. Resurrecting uh, Dr. Yeah. McCoy. Uh, manuals is closing, but I understand they're going to turn it into the GOP headquarters. So. But there you go. There you are. <laughs> Mark Teixeira hopes his new diet will help him be injury-free. And I hope Haley Atwell comes sits in my lap for an hour. Oh, hey. I digress. Yes. Mark has a new diet. He will no longer eat gluten, sugar, or dairy. Well, that's going to cut out a lot. Yep. He will now exist solely on a diet of minnows, twigs, and cactus pricks. (laughs) Vandy basketball coach Kevin Stallings apologizing for threatening to blinking kill player Wade Baldwin after Baldwin shows disrespect to a Tennessee player. (laughs) This reminds me of when Timbo coach John Chaney threatened then UMass coach John Calipari. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that. That was like 84 or something. Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago, that was wasn't nuts. it? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Baldwin was wrong. Stallings wrong. They both apologized despite ESPN's best efforts to turn this nuclear. Let's move on, shall yeah. we? The Falcons have cut uh, metrosexual wide receiver Harry Douglas. Harry. Harry, gone. who left a very nice tweet to the organization and the fans, by the oh, way. good for him. Class That's act. Nice. Harry Douglas. They also cut running back Steven Jackson yesterday. Steven's still in the process of leaving the building. See, he's very slow. Slow <laughs> running at the building there. Very slow. <laughs> he told him it was a hut two, hut three. Uh, the Falcons have replaced him with one of the llamas. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I'm glad neither of the llamas were armed because llamas usually alpaca heat. Hey, ho! <laughs> I said they alpaca heat. Oh, obviously, it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, llamist extremists of some kind. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather will finally fight Manny Pacquiao. The llama extremists. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Floyd is so happy he's writing poetry. Here's one of Who his, is? I'm sorry. Uh, who is? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, going to the big yeah. match. Oh, Floyd. Okay, Barbara. my name is Floyd, but I ain't no barber. For my right hand, there's no safe harbor. <laughs> Manny be finished as a Ford Torino because Pacquiao will be one knocked out Filipino. <laughs> Are you sorry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. U.S. women's soccer goalie Hope Solo, very sorry about her drunk husband driving the team van and for other missteps. Yeah. Well, clearly I wasn't thinking. It was horrible mm. choice. I think I just wasn't in a good place emotionally to to even make good decisions. I mean, it's not an excuse, but I just it was stupid. We what are you saying? Oh, okay. Why? You believe her? 
She just a you know. I mean, first of all, you know, she thinks she gets to decide who gets to play soccer right. in every position, and if she doesn't like it, she pouts and stomps her feet and beats her nephew, <laughs> beats up her nephew. Yeah, I mean, so I screw her. I don't get it. How many care. times? Who among us has not wanted to beat up their nephew? We've something. always been there. Uh, if they don't clean up the bath, anyway. Yeah. Hope is the daughter of former super spy Napoleon Solo. Oh, excellent, from the famous TV show. And now your World Cup cricket update. Yes. The South African race-baiting pale-faced Africans <laughs> all over the not-so-pale-faced West Indians. <laughs> not to be confused with the Packy West Indians. Ah, yes. Uh, tonight, the Australian Sheila Bangers take on the <laughs> New Zealand Hobbit Humpers and the Wet the Bedouins. Get it? Wet the, wet the Bedouins. Wet the Bedouins. Of, United Arab wet Emirates. Wet the Bedouins of the... Plays the India cow-stroking swamis of the subcontinent. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, Pete, we greatly Appreciate it, my friend. 222 on News Radio 1067. It's only me, it's only the Kimmer. We got more stuff going. How about a news break line on News Radio 1067? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kimmer. This is uh, William Shatner. Oh, Mr. Shatner, what's sad news? Well, I was really sad about Leonard Nimoy until I heard that song you just played. I said, Good riddance, if that's the best. Not good. It makes me sound like a good singer. <laughs> My God, man, how yes. can you get more off-key than the real Johnny Cash? <laughs> oh, oh. I keep a close-out watch for a note on key. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm kidding. I'm pretty Vulcan depressed about Spock. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a Vulcan tragedy. It's, it is a Vulcan tragedy. The man was Vulcan brilliant. In my... it's, a sh... it's a shame Leonard and I were just getting ready to do another Star Trek reunion sequel movie. Uh, another sequel movie? Oh, yeah, this time, instead of traveling to galaxies far away, yeah. we were just going to go to the villages. <laughs> you know, villages. Florida's friendliest hometown. <laughs> villages. <laughs> the movie was going to be called Star Trek In Search of the Sizzler, Early Bird Special. <laughs> we were going to arrive in a special lunar rover provided to us by the scooter store. It was going to be great. <laughs> Too soon, too soon. Yeah, as sad as I am about Spock, I'm yes, kind of yes. upset about something else, Kim. Oh, what's that, Mr. Shatner? Well, I was flipping around the TV dial last night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How the hell can ABC do a show called How to Get Away with Murder and not have me in the cast? <laughs> Where's Ray Lewis and Robert Blake, O.J. Simpson and Robert Wagner? How can you call it How to Get Away with Murder, man? I told good point, sir. Well, you know, getting back to Spock, yeah, you know, Spock. that... Uh, yeah. Someone suggested, you know, you could go on with a franchise and yeah. hire that guy named uh, Zachary uh, Quinto, who played Spock in the movie a few years ago. Oh, that's right, Zachary. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I said, I'm sorry. This kid doesn't know a black hole from Uranus. I mean, astrologically speaking, sure, they're <laughs> be out of your Vulcan mind. I mean, you know, you've got to know Uranus if you're going to do a space movie. Thank you. Is this still on? It's on now. <laughs> We've known each other a long time. Yes, we have. Kimmer and Mr. William Shatner, Shatner yes, have been friends for years. I'm years. wrestling with the yeah. de decision. Uh-oh, what, what, what do you mean? Well, I've just been informed yeah. that if I'll cop to my wife's killing that yeah. many years ago, yes, sir. I can get a speaking gig at Kennesaw State. What would you do? <laughs> How much are they offering these days? Well, it's big money. They're offering me a $60,000 bonus at Kennesaw State if I'll whack somebody between now and the gig. <laughs> just to add the publicity factor. <laughs> What would you do? <laughs> Gee, I'd take the money. <laughs> I, you don't take my advice anyway, Kimber. I told you to get that pool. <laughs> yeah. She, <laughs> you probably kept, still have your house in Brookhaven if you'd installed a pool. She, her head kept bobbing up to the surface. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about.
about the tango lessons, man. Focus. <laughs> yeah. Focus. <laughs> Great to be Thank you so Joe. much. And my uh, this is Neil Gingrich. Uh, gee, Bill, I wish I had a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Uh, News Radio 1067. 844 1067. 844 1067. And uh, we got news coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. By the way, this is an incredibly useless piece of information, which for some reason I found uh, fairly interesting. Tor- Georgia Tech researchers wanted to establish how long eyelashes really should be. And whether women who extend their eyelashes are doing themselves a favor or not. They're not. You know why? It turns out there's an actual uh, a model of a ratio for your eyelashes. A mathematical formula based on evolution and biology. The best way to protect your eyes from the elements outside is to have anything not shorter or longer than one-third the length of your eyelash. One-third the length of your eye. If your eyelashes are too long or too short, debris gets in your eye. But if they're exactly one-third the length of your eyeball, your eyelashes are perfect. Don't mess with them. Well, at 227 at News Radio 1067. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. This is Tony Soprano. <laughs> and Tony. this portion of The Kim Peterson Show <laughs> yes, is brought to you by Silvio Dante Photography. Oh, so where all of my girlfriends get a free headshot. Right, T? Pipe <laughs> oh. down, Chrissy. She was a rat. Anyway, here's <laughs> your host, rat. Kim Peterson. Thank you so much, boys. Yeah. A little music for you on your literary Friday. keep a close watch on this heart of mine. <laughs> I keep my eyes wide open all the time. Leonard Nimoy. I keep the ends out for the time. I couldn't believe my Vulcaneers when I heard that Leonard Nimoy passed away at the age of 83. I walk the line. Yes, he was a global following behind him as Mr. Spock, the first officer on the Starship Enterprise. Juggernaut of Star Trek died this morning in Bel Air, Los Angeles. He was 83. His wife was there, was chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and he blamed it on years of smoking, a habit he'd given up 30 years ago, but it'll get you one of these days if you don't quit. All right, 12, uh, 234, Leonard Nimoy singing I Walk the Line. I right, forget over these song, you green-blooded Vulcan. You see, <laughs> the words aren't important. What's important is that you have a good time singing it. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> now, I think, are we supposed to be getting a call here? And the lines are blocked. So if we could unblock the lines, maybe Hangman got a girl in there again? Or, uh, okay. Anyway, I've got a special newsbreaker line coming up, a late, late live edition, I think. So I'll stall. There we go. Now, hold on a minute, because i got a little stalling for you to go. Leonard Nimoy uh, passed away. He was a method actor at his own studio, original cast of Star Trek. And as I recall, we were talking, with, uh, originally Bones, the guy who played Bones, uh, um, was offered the job of Spock, and he turned it down. We think, something like that. Anyway, there's a quick late live edition news of the old Newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. Oh, my, I'm so (laughs) sad. This is George Takei, Captain Sulu calling. Captain Sulu, I'm so sorry for your loss of your friends. Well, everyone in the cast, Kimmer, is so sad at the passing of Leonard Nimoy at age 83. 83, Stereo. Which is older than all of my departed friends combined. (laughs) 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 
wasn't just a friend of Leonard Nimoy. Yes, I was a big fan of Dr. Spock. Oh, really? That's great. Well, you know what they say about big ears. <laughs> no. Well, big headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we became such good friends, Kimmer. Yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, Leonard Nimoy, we had nothing in common. Oh. Leonard Nimoy was born in Boston, and I was reared in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm George Decay. Yes, sir. Zulu. People forget that after Star Trek, Leonard Nimoy joined the cast of Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Where he worked with Peter Lupus, one of the most painful diseases a man can... Oh, I mean, I'm no, sorry. That was the answer. Was the answer. <laughs> was not a medical update. I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's got <a> sting. <laughs> no, in Mission Impossible, Leonard Nimoy played the great Paris, a master of disguise. Yeah, Paris disguise. For instance, Paris could gain access to any high security building by dressing up as the Kimmer who goes unnoticed in any building he walks into. <laughs> I didn't see anybody do that. Especially the Cumulus building for the last 15 months. That's are they, correct, sir. Are they calling you Steve now? <laughs> I, thought <it> was... <laughs> I thought it was a delivery man. By the way, yes, where's that best of... Kimmer CD for needy kids. When's that coming out? That's probably soon. I'm hoping. Uh, I guess right after Kevin Spacey comes out. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Is it too late for yours truly, George Takei, to try to win those Kid Rock tickets? <laughs> well, go go ahead and try well, for I us, sir. a little rap. Can I Excellent. do it for Please you? Please do. Take your time and do it all you're right. Here's George Takei, Mr. Zulu. I'm rapping. Kid George, and I'm the real McCoy. You look pretty cute in those blue jeans, boy. <laughs> Won't you fill my loving cup? Captain Sulu would like to beam you up. <laughs> like to stay here and talk, but no time to tarry. Got a one-on-one -on -one with Tyler Perry. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Who knows? I might even audition, too. Oh, oh. <laughs> thank oh, you. my. <laughs> Mr. Zulu, the captain. <laughs> you see, Peter Lupus was the Peter actor. Peter Lupus was the name enough. of the actor. It was a, it's a medical condition of grace going to sting. Thank you so much, <laughs> Captain Zulu. Mission Impossible described the Kimmer getting a promo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One of these days, I'm sure of it. There we go, 239, and it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. I just remember something. Leonard Nimoy could act. He used to do on PBS a one-man play where he played Theo Van Gogh, Vincent's brother. Really? And it's excellent. If you ever get a chance to really? watch it, I, I had no idea. No kidding. Well, anyway, that's a, uh, that's a, it's too bad. He's 80, he was 83. You can't complain about a guy dying at 83. I mean, he had pulmonary disease, so actually that's pretty good. But still, it's, uh, you know, when you think about it, it happens. Uh, 239 on News Radio 1067, 844 404 1067. Quick letter from, uh, I got this week from my official Kimmer Khan on the federal pen in Atlanta, Josh. Who writes in, uh, he, he listens on Friday, he has to work uh, uh, class stuff from Monday through Thursday, noon to three, but Friday he gets to listen. So he says, hope his letter finds you well. As for me, I'm doing okay, but last week I was in rough shape. <laughs> this is from my con. Uh, you may be asking yourself, how bad was it? Well, every time I called home, the sighting doctor answered the phone. I didn't think much about it, but my wife hired Tillman and Associates to handle my appeal, so it looks like I'm here to stay. 
Things got a little tense on Tuesday. The commissary ran out of grape soda, and the natives started getting restless. My ex-wife enrolled my daughter in the new Southside Steve Daycare. That's worse than finding out Mookie Blaylock's your Uber driver, and Bruce Jenner's in the SUV behind you. Uh, the other day, my son had to go to the hospital. I guess he went to the dog park, and for some reason, John Boy's girlfriend bit him on the leg. He's okay, but when he left the hospital, they stopped at the Dairy Queen, and Larry Wax made him a banana split, so he's happy now. Oh, man. <laughs> my official Kimmer con. And here's a little story. that It's, it's, actually, it's a cute story. That it's sad, but, but it'll make you happy when you think about it. Uh, this I don't know who wrote this, but it goes like this. Years ago, I worked as a volunteer at a hospital and knew a little girl named Annie who was suffering from a rare disease. Her only chance of recovery appeared to be a blood transfusion from her five-year-old brother. He had miraculously survived the same disease and had developed the antibodies needed to combat the illness. Sick little girl, her five-year-old brother, had the antibodies. The doctor explained the situation to the little girl and the brother and asked the little boy if he would be willing to give his blood to his sister. I saw him hesitate for only a moment before taking a deep breath and saying, Yes, I'll do it if it will save her. As the transfusion progressed, he lay in bed next to his sister and smiled, as we all did, seeing the color returning to her cheek. Then his face grew pale and the smile faded. He looked up at the doctor and asked with a trembling voice, Will I start to die right away? Being young, the little boy misunderstood the doctor. He thought he would have to give all of his blood to his sister. Hey guys, it's John Boy. Thanks for listening to today's replay of The Kimmer Show. Be sure to join us from noon to 3, Monday through Friday, for more laughs only on News Radio 1067. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.